0: Unless I see, I will not believe, St. Thomas says. But then when he sees, he confesses his faith with that great Christian spontaneous prayer, Dominus meus et Deus meus, my Lord and my God. You are the ruler of the world and of my life. I believe you, Jesus Christ, are God, and the whole world with me in it are in your hands. I propose this as your prayer throughout this day. Dominus meus et deus meus. Even Latin, you can use the Latin. It's the language of the church. We didn't use Latin in this liturgy yet. That was Greek. The Kyrie is Greek. And the Alleluia and the Amen are Hebrew. Maybe we'll use a little Latin. For the Sanctus, we'll sing the the Latin. Sanctus, Sanctus. Well, you you know how it goes. And then the Agnus Dei. This, unless I see, I will not believe, is the prevailing attitude in the world today. The attitude of disbelief. The Lord says to Thomas, he says, do not be unfaithful, but faithful. Be full of faith. And it has a double meaning in in the Latin. Don't be unfaithful, but be faithful. Infidelis. but Be fidelis. It means believe and live your faith. Today, though, there is a prevailing attitude of disbelief, which is captured in these words of St. Thomas, the, the, the doubting Thomas, we call him. Today, there's much doubt regarding true religion, regarding the Catholic faith, regarding Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord. Why? Pope Benedict XVI a few years ago, he, he wrote an, a response to this. He said, St. Gregory the Great, the great Pope, medieval Pope, gave a compelling answer. He said, people disbelieve. People don't believe in Jesus Christ today because they need to encounter him. They need to experience God. They need to touch him like Thomas touched him. Even more, they need to be touched by him. They need to be moved by him. Because religion is personal. It's a relationship. God is love. And once you experience the love of God, you will not experience anything greater in your life. You will know that every other love is directed to him. Many people today say no to God. How is that possible? How can a man say no to the greatest thing that exists? That he has no time for what is most important? That he can lock himself into his own existence and think he's, a, he's sufficient to himself? It is because, in reality, they have never had an experience of God, they have never acquired a taste. For God they have never experienced how delightful it is to be touched by God they lack this contact and with it the taste for God and only if we taste him only then can we come to him this is these are the words of Pope Benedict not I think I'm paraphrasing but and it's and he's he's quoting Pope Saint Gregory the Great but this acquiring a taste for God is 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 pointing to the Eucharist. You have to when you eat him he touches you. And he he nourishes you and he forms you into himself. He changes you. You experience God by eating the flesh and blood of God, the person of Jesus Christ. And our task the pope says both popes, Pope St. Gregory the Great and Pope Emeritus Benedict, our task, our task is to help people so they can taste the flavor of God anew. Some people don't even want to want to taste God because they are entirely caught up in their own world with material things, seeking every form of ple- pleasure which does not fill their hearts. Superficial. Comfort. They're they're caught up in their own world with material things, with what they can do, with their own success. And the capacity to perceive God is ever weak. We need to help people want to taste God and acquire a taste for him. In this regard, I have to tell you that I was put in charge of the youth group at Holy Trinity Church when I came here almost a year ago in September, but we weren't able to meet until a few months ago, and I invited the parishioners, anybody who wanted to be a leader, to come talk to me. Nobody talked to me. (laughs) To me it's amazing. In a community with so many youth, and they're your youth, they're your children, they're your siblings, they're not mine. They're your responsibility, but the church is here to help you. That amazes me that not one person came to talk to me. I got mad, and so and so I said, "Okay, you know what? I'll be the leader, and I'm going to do it the way I think is the best. Separate the men from the women, so there's no confusion, so we can focus on God and not get, got, not get discri- dis- unnecessarily distracted." And so t- this morning we had the the, the ladies. The ladies, there were one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five ladies and two chaperones. So that's that seven. And we walked around the river, 7 a.m. So the first and the third Saturday, 7 a.m., the ladies come. Oh, her daughter came, her daughter came, Narcissa's daughter came, Beverly, who was in the youth group in in Bergenfield. Since she was 14, she loved that youth group. She said it was wonderful. We can get some ideas from her. But these ladies are all leaders. This is going to be a strong foundation. And I asked them, it was raining. They said, um, I said, you want to walk in the rain? I didn't really want to walk in the rain. You know, I'm not young. You know? And uh, I, I don't mind walking. But, and, but they all came prepared to walk in. The, they, they knew it was raining. And they came, to, they came with their, what they needed to walk in the rain. And they all did it very well. It was very beautiful. But I just say that to you because some of you need to, and that's how you acquire a taste for God, by sacrificing a little bit for him. When you sacrifice for love, that's the greatest joy in the world. There's nothing greater than to give your life for God. I just tell you that because we have to find ways to give people a taste for God. And you have to do it according to your wit. I can't do it the way you know how to do it. If you don't help me, I'm going to do it the way God tells me to do it. I'm going to do it the best way I know how. We need to help people want to taste God. And acquire a taste for Him. That's the first commandment. That everybody should love God. Nobody is excused. Nobody can be an atheist or even an agnostic. It's not legitimate. You are the image and likeness of God. The first commandment is, I am the Lord your God who freed you from the land of slavery. God has saved you from so many things in your own history, from your own sins, from your own misery, and given you hope and giving you life and encouraged encouraged you. You have an obligation to look for God To find God, to acknowledge Him, to adore Him, to honor Him, to believe in God, to make Him the Lord of your life. Everybody does. Blessed are those who want to see Him, the Lord says. He says, You believe because you saw me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. In other words, blessed are those who look for me, who look for Jesus Christ. Tell your Jewish neighbors. They need to look for Jesus Christ. He is the Messiah. May everyone want to see him, that he is real, that he is true, that goodness exists, and that purity, chastity, virginity is possible, and that happiness, deep joy, comes from God, who is Jesus Christ, the love of God.